Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show, and we're going to do some economic work. Economy, front page, recession or not, hard landing, soft landing, inflation or not, the stock market or not. Anyway, we've got two stars, John Carney, Breitbart News Editor for Economics and Finance, and he's the co-author of the Breitbart Business Digest, which is a must-read, and Joe Lavornia, who was the former chief economist at the White House National Economic Council, presently Chief Economist at SMBC Nico Securities. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for doing this. As always, we appreciate it. Uh, Joe Lavornia, I want to begin with you because uh, I did a I did an opening riff on the TV show and I wrote it up and give you uh, credit, big hat tip. But this is uh, nonsense surrounding the Fed. And a lot of people have fallen into this. The idea is financial conditions are easing, and therefore the Fed is going to have to be much, much tighter in order to bring the inflation rate down to their 2% target. But they're looking at the wrong stuff. I mean, they don't look. It, ironically, uh, the 10-year bond, which is uh, oh, it's about 360 now, 365, I think the high was about four and a quarter. Tell me if I'm wrong. But the point is, that's come down because the Fed is, to some extent, succeeding in reducing inflationary expectations and inflation fears. And the actual inflation rate has come down. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. But what they should be looking at is uh, financial conditions and risk conditions for consumers and actually businesses as well. Uh, and you cite the Fed survey of loan officers, which has tightened up their commercial and industrial business loans. And you also cite consumer lending rates have gone way up. Credit cards and mortgages may have come off the high, but they're still a lot higher than they were a year or two ago. So talk about that. I mean, I don't understand this. You've got an inverted yield curve. The money supply is crashing. The leading indicators are crashing. And they're worried that conditions are easy? Really? Larry, you just summed everything up perfectly for me. <laughs> the uh, the Fed is, but look, the Fed has always had made mistakes in what they followed. I mean, they for decades they didn't follow money, uh, as Milton Friedman uh, accurately critiqued, and they've look at output gaps and unemployment rates, and they rule full unemployment, and and they're looking at equilibrium real interest rates, and that's one of the things that sort of conditions their the financial condition side of things, but. You're correct. The yield curve is massively inverted. That's a leading indicator of the economy. It's one of the key components of the index of leading indicators, which is down 6% annualized. We've always had recessions when that's happened. When you get the inverted yield curve, you get less lending. We're seeing that in bank lending surveys. You mentioned C&I loans, consumer loans, commercial and industrial loans. 
that inversion or that persistence of tightness will continue until the curve uninverts. Uh, you didn't mention commodity prices, although we talked about it the other day. Commodity prices aren't going up anymore. The dollar is not falling anymore. Long rates have come down. The Fed is massively too tight, Larry. They made they traded one mistake for another. They were way too easy in 21 and in 22, early 22, and now they've gone massively tight the other way, and we're going to have a recession because of Fed policy. You know, uh, the chart we used on the TV show, Joe, was your chart about consumer lending rates. I guess it's some kind of composite, but it's gone up. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's up to nearly 8%. It was down around 1% or 2% uh, a year ago. I mean, that's called tight. I mean, ordinary credit card, credit card debt, that interest rate has never been higher. Personal Hmm. loan rates have surged. Mortgage rates, as you said, come down, but they're still double where they were a year ago. Auto financing rates to, Hmm. to buy or lease an auto. Those have exploded to the upside. Those are rates that real people, consumers need at 70 percent of the economy. So. Uh, John Carney, I mean, I think this is important stuff. And I think this argument about financial conditions, which is sweeping the Fed, I hear it from Jay Powell. I hear it from John Williams, the president of the New York Fed. Uh, I hear it. I'm not going to name names, but some very distinguished conservative economists, at least one, is writing about it. Um, And let me go to just what Joe mentioned. Um, If you look at the CRB Commodity Index, which – covers pretty much everything. It's got oil, um, it's got uh, natural gas, it's got silver and gold, it's got wheat and farm stuff, it's got copper, blah, blah, blah. So that thing, which exploded in the second half of 2020 and all most of 21, it peaked last spring, fell enormously, and if you look at it on the chart, you can go to CRB futures or whatever it is on online. It's been flat. Commodity prices have been flat for six months, seven months. Now, I would argue not only is that a leading indicator of falling inflation, but it also shows the fundamental value of the dollar, what used to be called the commodity value of the dollar. That was a academic discipline used years ago by Wayne Angel and uh, Manley Johnson and Robert Heller, who's still around, to be on our show next week, um, you know, as an indicator of inflation and, and, the, and the true value of the dollar. So I don't see this, you know, easy financial conditions, John Carney. Maybe you disagree. I don't disagree. I, in fact, I, I quoted Joe uh, in last night's Breitbart Business Digest yes. extensively on this. And uh, so I'm glad to get to be on the show today with him. Um, one thing, I, I do think that we have had a lot of tightening. The problem I have, though, with the thesis that it's too much is that I think we're still seeing a lot of inflation. Mm-hmm. Last month, we, we had the, you know, we just had the Mannheim Wholesale Car Index tick up a lot. Um, we're, we're seeing, we're, I think, I don't believe that we're going to continue to see soft wage numbers. I think those are going to go up. So I think what we've seen is, inflation come out of the good sector of the economy. Uh, and we're, we're, in fact, probably going to get disinflation there, maybe some deflation in some categories. Housing prices are not, are going to go down. or pretty soon going to be in a year-over-year uh, housing price decline. So 
I, I do think that we're losing it there, but I think we're going to see it in the services sector. And I think this is what Jay Powell's worried about is that the services sector inflation is going to continue to push this along. We, you, we solved a lot of the supply chain problems. Uh, there may be some pressure as China comes back online for some commodities, but I, I think we're going to still be facing inflation uh, at least through the first half of this year. I don't think we're we're on the verge anymore. And this is a change for me. I thought we were going to have a recession first half of this year. Mm. I don't think that's happening anymore. I don't think a recession is escapable, but I think we're it's now pushed off to second half. You know, it is true. I mean, I'm looking at the Cleveland Fed. It's your favorite indicator, John Carney. <laughs> Median CPI uh, through December 2022, last December for the 12 months, is seven. Uh, the actual CPI, six and a half, and then the CPI, uh, less food and energy, 5.7. So they're still pretty big numbers. Um, they're not nine, but they're still high. The Fed wants two. But I guess the question is, and uh, Joe mentioned Milton Friedman I loved Milton. He was wonderful to me. He taught me a lot. I knew him quite well. Uh, monetary uh, lags are long and variable. That's always the issue here, isn't it? You know, these other indicators we've been discussing, money, inverted yield curve, uh, leading indicators and so forth, and I will use the commodity markets. You know, they're maybe telling you the inflation. I, I don't know how low it's going to go, but it's going to drop a couple more, three more points, something like that. And they got to be very careful here. It's it's just that, look, if you look at the wrong stuff, you're going to make the wrong policy decisions. And this financial conditions thing is baloney. I mean, you can't look at the st- The stock market is rallying. I had Ed Yardeni on the show. It's been rallying modestly since last October. Uh, but that doesn't mean the Fed is failing. That I think that rallies because the Fed's succeeding in bringing inflation down. Um, That's right. I, I think that that we that a huge part of the rally has been people being convinced that inflation that we are we've sort of broken the back of inflation. We saw you know very mild numbers in November and December. So they so people think okay, inflation won't be that bad, which means the Fed can pause which means stocks can go up. I, I, I think that's right. I think that we're having a – it worked. The Fed won rally is the way I put it, not mm-hmm. a market fighting the Fed necessarily, but a, you know, a celebration that we had very good inflation numbers in November and December. My worry is what happens next week if we get a much hotter number. And if you look at my other favorite indicator, the Cleveland Fed – it's all out of Cleveland – uh, the Cleveland Fed now cast yes. of CPI. Yes. yes, that's a big uptick from what you know. We saw a negative number month to month in December. It's you know it's up at I think point four uh, for January. If we see a number that comes in even higher than that, point five, point six, I think that the market then you may get a little bit of a panic as people say, okay, the Fed actually hasn't won yet. I mean, Joe. So I'm so much of this is gut reaction, but. Um, you know, let them go to 5% or five and a quarter and just leave it there. 
They don't have to keep rate. I mean, just leave it there. Yeah, the one they, thing I'm, that the market, I think, is completely wrong, and I don't know if it's the market, but I think it's these Wall Street gurus, yourself excluded. Um, just leave it there. You don't have to cut the rates. You should, in other words, don't go stop and go or go and stop. Be steady. Uh, yeah. the, the thing, Larry, is, but, you know, that's what they're, they're going to try to do. But here's the problem. The yield curve is inverted. Mm-hmm. The two-year to 10-year spread got to almost 85, minus 85 basis points this week. And that's with the funds rate only at four and a half. If you go back to when it was uh, more inverted in the early 80s, the, the Fed funds rate was around 16%. So today's inversion is historic when normalized for rates. The problem, I would say, pushing back against the narrative to keep rates on hold longer, is that that inverted curve is causing financial disintermediation which is why that senior loan officer survey is so important because the longer that curve stays inverted the less credit will flow to the economy and when the fed realizes that it'll be too late so you'll go from the boom to the bust and it happens very quickly so let the look the 10 year i think should be up around four and a half percent that's what i would say leave it leave it up there I think it got a little bit irrationally exuberant. Uh, it's starting to edge back up anyway. It got to, what, 335 or something. Now it's three, 365 or something. So let it go but Let it go to 4.5%. By the way, historically, that's a nice rate. That's a nice so, rate. The thing, but the thing is, the market is saying the Fed funds rate is going to go to five and a quarter. And the break-even rate, is low. So for the 10-year note to get up to four and change, one of two things has to happen. Either the funds rate has to go up higher to six or above, pulling the 10-year note with it, and or the break-even rate has to go higher. What's the break-even rate? rate, You mean the the uh, break-even rate of inflation? The CPI uh, break-even? Exactly. That's only about two and a quarter. But that won't happen with the curve inverted and with the market saying the Fed's already tight. But if you look at uh, John Carney, if you take uh, the break-evens are very interesting. So let's say they're two and a quarter, two thirty-five, and you got a funds rate at uh, four and three quarters. What does that mean? That's a, that means the real Fed funds rate has really gone up a lot, and that is tight, not loose. And that's it does a, mean that. But I think you're right, Larry, that they, what they need to do is go up and stay there because I, I, I do fear that we will have this thing where they go up sometime in November or December. They're like, they think they've broken the back of inflation. Um, and they don't and, – and a lot of people don't see that there's a lot of underlying inflationary things going on in the world economy right now. You have deglobalization. You have this push for, you know, green, clean energy. These, these are inflationary pressures in the economy. You have very you, – you have people not reentering the workforce. You have low work, workforce participation, inflationary. So the Fed might think, okay, that's it. Look, we beat it. We can start to cut again in November. And then you get another inflationary spike. That's what that's what Jerome Powell is afraid of. I'm worried about that. Uh, so I think it's unhelpful for people to expect the cut. I think they're going to have to stay at five and a quarter through most of next year. Well, not I, cut this I, year. I, I, I don't really disagree with that. I'm just saying what what they need, the stuff you were describing, you know, you need a good fiscal policy, not all this garbage that Biden announced, you know, 
$5 trillion more in spending, higher taxes. He wants to regulate everything that moves. He wants to regulate hotels and the fees they charge for, for, for your telephone or your movies. I mean, it's crazy what they're doing. And if the Russians take 500,000 uh, gallons of oil off the market, I don't know what that's going to do. Oil may go back up a bit. But I'm just looking. i got to take a break, fellas. But here's what I'm looking at from my sheets. The 10-year closed at 373, okay, and the break-evens closed 234, okay? So that's inflation expected inflation. So that is uh, a very positive, even out 10 years for the first time in a while, it's a positive real rate. It's 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 only 36 basis points. I have that right. No, it's actually 1.39% positive real rate. Now, the real rate could go to 2 or 3. I get that. But, you know, that's a big change, Joe Lavornia. Those real rates were deeply negative for quite some time, indicating loose money. Now the real rates are going up. The short end of the curve, if I take the two-year break-evens, is 274 and I go up against a two-year notice, 450, that's a high real rate. So in other words, I'm just still arguing financial conditions are not loose. They're actually rather tight. That's all I'm saying. And uh, geniuses who are saying that, you know, just because the bond has uh, rallied a little bit, they're wrong. It's a misread. It's a total misread. Anyway, let's take a break. How about that? We'll calm down this whole thing. We got Joe Lavornia and we got uh, John Carney and I'm Cudlow. We're trying to figure this whole bloody thing out. Here's what I know. Everything Joe Biden said Tuesday night, the State of the Union, was inflationary and it was recessionary. Everything he said, every sentence, every comma, every semicolon, which he probably couldn't read, every dotted I and cross T, The whole thing was inflationary and recessionary. There wasn't a single element of growth in that entire 70-minute garbage, dishonest speech that he made. The good news is the markets didn't react to it because they know the Republicans will kill the bad stuff. I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. With the debt ceiling crisis looming, plus recession... People are looking to protect their assets. And one place they're looking, myself included, is Swiss America, a trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years. Demand for silver is soaring for military, solar, electric cars, and tech use. Yet it's attractively priced, making now an opportune time to call my friends at Swiss America like I did. To help you get started, Swiss America is offering my listeners beautiful U.S. silver walking liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of $12.50 each delivered. That's $12.50, limit 250 per customer while supplies last. To reserve your silver coins... Call or text 800-289-2646 or just visit SwissAmerica.com slash Larry. That's Silver Walking Liberty Half Dollars for just twelve fifty each delivered to your door while supplies last. Help protect your assets today. Call or text 800-289-2646 or just visit SwissAmerica.com slash Larry. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We went long, so this will be short, but we got John Carney and Breitbart, and we got Joe Lavornia 
now SNBC, Nico Securities, formerly White House. Um, so let's just think about this for a minute. Uh, John Carney, recession or not? What do you think? I do think recession, definitely. It just depends on timing. Uh, we're not going to get a recession very soon. A big question is what happens after this next hike? Mm. So if the Fed goes, so and when the last hike is. So if they just go to 5%, um, I don't think we get a recession very, you know, this year. If they go to five and a quarter, or five, if they go even further than that, probably this year, but not till the second half. Yeah, I was reading your piece, The Rise of the No Landing Scenario. You know who uses that? Ed Yardeni, he calls it No Landing. Uh, Joe Avornia, recession or not? Recession, Larry. The yield curve in its 80-year history has never normalized yep. with the 10-year note selling off. It's always been because the Fed realizes it's too tight, then it's too late, and they have to cut a lot, and the cycle starts anew. You know, that by itself – and the Fed model, the New York Fed model, was the three-month T-bill in the 10-year, right? And that model has a really good record. Inversion shows tight financial conditions. So I don't know what these people are talking about. Gentlemen, you're terrific to help out on a Saturday. John Carney of Breitbart and Joe Lavagna now at SNBC Nico Securities. I'm Kudlow. Other side of the break, I want to talk a little bit about China. China, our mortal enemy. Make no mistake about that. Shoot down their balloons and whatever. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. 